Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is celebrating the successes in your life. Friends, I recently met with my leadership coach, Jeremiah. Jeremiah asked me a strange question, one I had never thought about. He asked me, how do I celebrate accomplishments? When things go right, what do I, Kathy Weckworth, do? Well, I pondered this question and I thought about it. And then I thought about it some more because I wasn't coming up with an answer. And then I asked myself that simple question, do I ever celebrate success? You see, I'm really goal-oriented, so I'm continually working diligently to get myself to that next goal. What's the next thing? Where's the next place that I'm going to land? When I'm with family or friends, I create goals for them if they don't have them. Yes, it's true. And most recently, when Farmer Dean and I sat down for dinner over some yummy chicken dish, I looked him in the eye and said, do you think the reason we get along so well is because we're always motivated towards accomplishment and productivity? Farmer Dean looked back at me and said, Ma'am, I think you've got something there. We feel the best when we've accomplished something great at the end of the day. But there has to be something more than just taking a moment at the end of the day and saying, Wow, that was a good day, and I feel happy. Now, what's on the calendar for tomorrow? I realized that after Jeremiah asked me that question, I was racing through life. My daddy used to say, Kathleen, don't wish your life away. And I was doing just that. What's next? What's next? What's next? I'm not living in the moments. I'm not relishing the good in every day. And I'm certainly not celebrating much of anything. And yet I have so much to celebrate. I sat down before God in a quiet moment in my big green chair in the living room. And I looked out the window and I said, God, can you help me? Can I look deep into my soul and see why I can't seem to stop long enough? and look at great things that you're doing in my life, at the accomplishments you're blessing me with? And I was quiet. That's really hard for me. But I was quiet, just quiet. I quieted my soul. I quieted my spirit. I quieted my mind. And in those moments of silence, I realized these things. Number one, I'm embarrassed. I was raised to keep a level head with pride, and I didn't want to overindulge. In an effort to remain humble, I totally didn't allow myself to be happy over something wonderful. Number two, I'm too busy getting to the next thing. Daddy was right. I was wishing my life away. Number three, I was so focused on the departure to the goal, I was skipping past the arrival of the accomplishment. Did you hear that? I'm going to say it again. I was so focused on the departure to the goal that I was skipping past the arrival of the accomplishment. Scripture tells us in the story of Joseph in Genesis 39:2, the Lord was with Joseph and he became successful in everything he did. At the end of Joseph's life, he remained humble. God blessed him continually and he did good things for others with his wisdom and knowledge and his gifts of leadership. It's time to start celebrating. Good things are happening within my ministry, Best Life. Conferences, magazines, I just finished writing two Bible studies. I own a little white church outside of town to use as headquarters. And I'm blessed with a fabulous family who helps me every day of my life. And I'm right here with you on this radio show and podcast. 
But mostly, I have God, and He has my back. And when I reach a goal, I'm bringing out my happy self now. I'm taking time to thank Him, to raise my glass of iced tea, and to live in the moment at least long enough to celebrate and shout out, Thanks, God. Thank you. I'm excited and celebrating success. Listeners, if you're just tuning in today, we have with us in the studio the ever-beautiful, incredibly talented, and wonderfully gifted musician, Lori Lyon. And I'm so excited that she's here with us. Lori, when you were a little girl practicing the piano, did you believe that you would grow up to write music and entertain people with your amazing gifts and talents? I did. Um, I started playing when I was in kindergarten. There was a piano in the classroom, and my kindergarten teacher uh, told my parents, you've got to get her a piano because she won't go out at recess time to even play with the kids. She just wants to play the piano. Mm -hmm. And I had a really wonderful gift. I had a great ear, and anything that I'd heard that day that we learned, I'd try to get up and learn it and play it on the piano. So I knew at a very early age that I um, had this really special gift, and uh, you know, you always wonder how you're going to make a living and, and make it work for you, but I always dreamed that I might be able to um, share my music with other people since a very early age. I remember very early on, and then when I was a senior in high school, I, um, I won an award and had a little thing published in the paper, and they said, what do, you want to, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, well, I hope that someday I can publish some arrangements that I've written. And so even at 18, my mom thought that was pretty neat. She found that article a couple of years ago that I was, uh, I knew what I wanted to do and uh, what my calling was fairly, fairly early on in life. I would say fairly early on as a kindergartner. That is just amazing to me. Listeners, I've been to many of Lori's concerts, and one of my favorite things that she does is that she'll ask the audience to name their favorite song and she takes about 10 of those and she either remembers I think maybe once in all the years I saw her jot something down but she will amazingly surprise you by saying okay and then you sit back and you listen to this incredible medley of her putting all these songs together anywhere from oh somewhere over the rainbow to Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven and she makes it all fit together so Lori I want to know and I'm sure listeners do you know how in the world do you do this? Well, I have a really good, a really good audiographic memory. So if I hear something and I kind of know how the tune goes, I can replicate it fairly easily or somewhat on the piano. So I can kind of make fun of it and, and get my way through it. There are other things, of course, that are much harder that you have to learn. You know, so if it's a classical piece, or uh, I think this year I'm probably going to get called some Taylor Swift uh, uh, music out. I think I'm going to, uh, so I've got, I've got to sit down and, and learn it. But once I learn it, it kind of sits in my head. And I think it goes back to the Dayton's days, too, where I played the piano so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I played 28 hours a week for shoppers every day. And um, I had a fabulous repertoire back then. And I've retained it all these years. And, um, I, you know, I, again, it's just a little gift that I have. I'm, I'm going out this year again, and I'm doing the medley. So uh, even just yesterday, I was starting to think, oh, uh, I better start learning this song and this song and this song. But, um, you know, I, I really like it. Um, I play by ear a lot. My gift is my ear. And so it's a, it's a good opportunity to, for me to kind of show that off and show the, the crowd that I can, I can play all the, these tunes for the old people and the young people and make it kind of fun. It's, a, it's an audience pleaser, and I, I really do enjoy it. And it scares me to death every single night. <laughs> really? I would never believe that because you're so great at it. And, you know, I've, I've been to many concerts. You've never, ever been stumped. I always think, uh-oh, is this going to be one that stumps? And you never. No. 
ever have. So I, I love that. Every once in a while when somebody's shouting out some crazy rock and roll song, I'm thinking, yeah. oh, no, Lori, are you going to be able to do it? And you always have. So that's well, that's so very fun. nice of you. It's um, fun yeah, I, I Well, again, that's just from so much experience of playing the piano because when I was out there in public so much playing, you know, at every party. And I mean, when you play the piano, you're the life of the party all the time. You sit down and you're at the piano and you'll get a wise guy that'll come up. And like you said, I played Stairway to Heaven. And that was fun when you'd get somebody yell, hey, play Stairway to Heaven. You know, I'm a <laughs> yeah. stoner rocker, dude. And, right. you, and then you go right into it and they turn around and they come back and they go, I can't believe you really know that song. Yeah, I know that song, you know. And so you kind of get, you get to hear what are the favorites of different kind of clients out there. And, and uh, I've, I've played the piano, well, I've played the piano over 50 years now, so I've got a lot of experience sitting on that bench, that's for sure. Okay, well, that's fabulous. Here's the next thing I want listeners to know, and that's that you've got an incredible CD coming out called Christmas in the City, and it's released next month, and you have a great mix of music. I read about it um, all the way from Believe, which I love that um, song from the movie The Polar Express, to Karen Carpenter, my favorite ever oh, Christmas song, <laughs> uh, Christ is Born, to an original song that you composed, The Road to Bethlehem. How long did it take you to put together and complete this project? Well, I started in August, and that was the earliest that I started a project in a long time, and it was because my engineer uh, was due for a baby in September, and I actually finished yesterday. So, um, you know, I... I can write an arrangement of a song one a day, but it's the detail of it after that that takes hours and hours. So I work um, every single day, 9.30 to 3.30. I have someone come in, an engineer, and I have worked almost, well, we work three to four days a week engineering and mixing and recording. Uh, since August, so that's that's about how long it takes you if you want. And in the meantime, of course, I'm I'm publishing the arrangements and I'm downloading music. And uh, I'll my I finished uh, the book. Well, I'll be done with that today. So I'm kind of coming to the finish line. It takes me a couple months, but it's intense, very intense, and a lot of detail work, especially when you're publishing a book because you got to look at every note and every phrase. So. It's it's fun though. I still love it. I enjoy it. I think it's my forty sixth album or something like that. So oh, wow. obviously, I really like it. You do, you do. And here's what I like about you. Um, I know that you have your favorite piano pianos. So talk a little bit about that. Well, I do. Um, my uh, I'm a Yamaha artist. I'm a, an endorsed artist out of New York City, and so I love. I have a concert grand Yamaha, and I adopted him. It was many years ago, maybe twenty twenty years ago, twenty three that um, we were going out on a tour and there weren't very many good pianos uh, in the halls. You know, you get there and you get what you get when you're a pianist. So we said, well, we should find, borrow something. Maybe we can find a piano. And we went to um, the Ordway in St. Paul, and they said, well, we have this one piano. It doesn't get used very much, and it was a beautiful Yamaha, and so we bar- I borrowed it. And uh, I took it out on the tour, and I never let it go back. Oh, <laughs> I said, so i got to have this piano. It's a fantastic, phenomenal piano. So um, I called up Yamaha and asked them if they would sell it to me. And I've been a Yamaha artist ever since. And, uh, I, oh, I have a make- and I've had that piano. I've, I've actually had two, two Yamaha pianos. Now I'm down to just one. But uh, I, I have a magnificent piano, and, and it goes with me everywhere. It's really great that I've, I get to travel it in a little in a, in a big. Su- I was going to say a little suitcase. No, it's a big, huge suitcase, and it goes on the semi truck sure. and uh, follows me around everywhere I go. That is so neat. I have a beautiful kawaii that I love. And so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a piano snob. So I understand that feeling. You know, when I was recently out playing the piano, um, 
I had my favorite. I'm from Clorinda, Iowa, and that's where Glenn Miller was born. And so one of my favorite songs is um, his. And of course, it's the major note that you play over and over is G. And I was just playing a, a horrifically horrible, poor little sad upright that, you know, the, the G wouldn't play. And so the most important part of the song wasn't there. It was just awful. So I love that you get to travel with your friend and that, you know, it's yes. your favorite and how neat. On a personal note, Lori, you have amazing photo ops. I look forward every time I get something in the mail from you. I love to see what you're wearing because you have these fabulous outfits and you're just so beautiful. It's fun to me to see your jewelry, your clothes. Does somebody pick that out or do you do that yourself? I pretty much do all that myself. Um, I haven't done a photo shoot for about two years now. I'm due for one. And uh, I have to tell you, they're one of my least favorite days of um, the year because it's stressful. And, you know, you have to take, I, you take everything out for the shoot, and I hope that everything looks great. You know, I've watched what I've been eating for about two months before I go out for sure. a shoot. I take my whole closet with me. Um, I have someone there all day long that does my hair. I do my own makeup, but it's hard for me to do my hair. So she does my hair. And then, uh, you know, changing clothes. I change clothes 10 times that day, and um, I'm starving all day. But, of course, I'm eating while I'm taking pictures, so you have to brush your teeth in between smiling. And <laughs> it's a very stressful day for me. I appreciate it that you like it because I work really hard on the photo shoots, and I've used the same photographer for 20 years. His name is Joe Larson. And um, I do the picking and the selecting of the clothes. Um, and I, I bring, you know, pieces uh, from my own personal collection as my jewelry, uh, you know, it's a real, I don't really, it's like this interview. I don't plan too much for it. Mm-hmm. I just bring things that are beautiful and then I piece them together when I get there and I say, and honestly, some of the stuff that I wear for a photo shoot, I would not wear out in public, but I'm an entertainer. So I say, right. okay, that'll right. look really fun, you know, mm-hmm. and it might not even match or it has just an attitude to it. But I have to, I take on a, just a different thinking process, a different hat when I'm on a photo shoot, because I think people like you, they want to be slightly entertained. And it can't just be me in a pretty dress going to church, you know, it's got to be just a little attitude to it. Um, Modest, but fun. And I, I really, I like the outcome always. I really enjoy getting back what it is I work so hard to get. But like I said, it is, especially when you're a woman, you know, trying to make it all work for yourself. Does that look good on me? Is it appropriate? Is it too young? Is it too old? Is it too busy? Is it too simple? You know, it's a, it's a whole process of, um, of, of a lot of different choices um, when you're doing a photo shoot. And I wish I could say that I had someone that really took care of me on that, but it is pretty much me going yeah, out there well, and doing it. But that's I, I okay. do for one, so look for some new stuff next year. Sure. Well, that's okay because you are doing a great job at it because it, it's just fun. You really do portray a fun musician, an artist. So I, I think you. that you're doing a great job. Friends, Lori's music has a long time been exactly what I play when I write. And Lori, I've got three books out, and I do a lot of blogging and I know this is a crazy thing but since it's you I'm going to tell you whenever I am set to go and somebody's saying okay you've got to have two more chapters ready I have to put in this is crazy you're sharing the season green Christmas CD so <laughs> that's what I play and it's um, one of my incredibly stable uh, pieces of music it's just my favorite and my husband will come in it'll be June or July and he's like uh oh it's Line Christmas music what are we writing um, because that's what I play. So I I know that my inspiration very frequently is you and your music, but who inspires you as you're creating, as you're writing, as you're performing? Who's your inspiration? Boy, 
you know, that's really, really a tough question for me. Um, I would say that I don't have one person that I go to. My inspiration, believe it or not, they're my fans. Um, they're the ones that inspire me. They're the ones like you that give me ideas of what to do. And so two weeks ago, um, someone wanted some original music for this new Christmas album, so I wrote The Road to Bethlehem. And um, I loved it. I wrote it in a day. I actually wrote it in about 10 minutes, and then I worked uh-huh. on it you know, all day long to make the parts really beautiful on it and wrote the cello part. And so my... So I listened to that, and I went, oh, that is so pretty. I'm so glad that I was so blessed with that today. So then I play my, I play my own music back, not old music, but something like that that's brand new. And I'm like you because I blog. I have to write a blog every month, and it's really popular, and it's very important. So I put that on, and I, I played it over and over all day long. And I listened to I, – I, I, I don't mean to be – I'm full of myself, but I listened to that one track – and I was so thankful. It moved me so much that I wrote the blog. But I don't, you know, I'm pretty, because I'm writing, I'm a writer of my own music, I have to have a very clean slate. I can't ha- listen to anything. In fact, it's pretty boring around here right now because we can't listen to any music. It has to be very dry and very still because in my head I am playing music that I'm going to be performing. And I'm playing that medley in my head. And it sounds like I'm just really kind of crazy, but... I have to have a very clean slate because I'm writing, I'm the writer, I'm the author, and I have to come up with something that I'm going to put out there. So I, t- I tell Tim and everybody, anybody's working here, I say, it has to be totally, I can hear news, I can hear a TV, but I can't hear any music because I have music in my head and I've got to write it down and I have to listen to it and I'm editing it. Editing it. And I'm pretty uh, unique that way because when I go out on a tour, I can't listen to any music at all because I'm so full, my head is so full of music that... I don't listen to any music, but think of my own that whole entire time. I know that's kind of crazy, but that's the truth. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound crazy at all because that's how I am with writing. I don't like to read other people's things because I don't want to be using other people's ideas or creativity. Nope. I have to have a clean slate as well. But how fun is it that I love to listen to Lori Line music? Well, I love it. Thank you. Good. That is so nice. That is so great. Thank you so much. Well, if you're just tuning in today, we have with us on Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, the amazing and incredibly gifted composer, pianist, and Minnesota's favorite home state musician, Lori Line. Let's take a moment and listen to one of Lori's beautiful pieces.
Our subject today is learning to celebrate successes in our life. So often we're hard on ourselves and we tend to focus solely on our shortcomings. In our busy society, we just keep moving, keep working, and don't make time to celebrate the good things in life. We begin to focus on the negativity or we just don't make time for accomplishments. Lori, on November 6th, you are going to be experiencing a huge accomplishment as you will be inducted into the Minnesota Music Hall of Fame. How will you celebrate this amazing success? Oh, I'm honored. I'll tell you, I'm so thrilled. It, it'll be a very fun day for me. And what is really great for me is when you have these little little moments in life where you're celebrating, as you said, people, uh, they kind of gather around you. So my family, a lot of my family members are flying in that don't live here. Uh, my kids are all coming home for that weekend. And I've invited all the people who have been on this wonderful journey with me for 26 years to be my guests that night at the dinner table. So oh, wonderful. Uh, that's how I'm celebrating it. I'm celebrating it with the people who supported me all these years and helped to get me here and um, prayed for me and laughed with me and, um, you know, just lived day to day with me uh, during this wonderful journey of, of getting into the Hall of Fame. And I'll tell you, I'm so proud. I'm so proud to be a Minnesotan. I'm um, really proud to have experienced and invented this journey that I'm on. I think I invented the, the road myself and um, just took a chance. And, and for me, it's really uh, been very rewarding. And I'm very I'm overwhelmed. I'm so excited to be accepting and being inducted into the Hall of Fame. So that's how I'm going to be celebrating. That sounds fabulous. Thank you so much for being on the show. Listeners, that was Lori Line, and you can purchase her CDs, her piano folios, and tickets to her upcoming events at LoriLine.com, or you can download all of her music on iTunes. Thanks, Lori, for being here with us today. Thank you, Kathy. I wish that my daddy was still here because he would be so excited to know that right on the phone with me was Lori Line. As a young woman, I heard her at Dayton's many times, and so did Dad and Mom as we would shop, and he loved her music as much as I did, and now that he's gone, it would just have been fun to have him hear her and and listen to us talking. Well, let's get back to our topic today. We're talking about celebrating successes. Friends, part of celebrating is stopping just stopping in the middle of life and saying, wow, look around me at what God's doing. Look and rejoice in the goodness of God. Scripture tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above. And when God is blessing us, doesn't it seem disrespectful and ungrateful not to say thank you and to bask in the reality that he sent us a good and perfect gift from him? My family likes to go out to eat to celebrate good things. My favorite restaurant is in the Twin Cities. It's a Mexican place I've been going to since I was 16. But we've learned throughout the years that when we go in, we take all the troops, the kids, and we get seated. Sometimes we'll get that grouchy waiter or waitress that just doesn't want to help. And then it kind of takes away the celebrating feel. Well, we decided as a family that we're going to pray before every time we go out. And we just pray for the person that's going to serve us and the people that are cooking the food. And we pray about being happy and celebrating. We pray that the kids aren't going to cry and nobody's going to spill their food on the floor. One of my favorite pastors, John Ortberg, helps us to understand celebrating through the idea of worship. He says, I need to worship because without it, I can forget that I have a big God beside me and I can live in fear. I need to worship because without it, I can forget his calling and begin to live in a spirit of self-preoccupation. I need to worship because without it, I lose a sense of wonder and gratitude and plod through life with blinders on. 
I need worship because my natural tendency is towards self-reliance and stubborn independence. There's a fine balance between celebrating success and taking your eyes off of yourself instead of being boastful or pride-filled. You must meet with God and balance where you're at with this because a healthy self-esteem says, look what God did in my life, not look at what I'm doing. I asked a few of my friends that same question, what do you do to celebrate? And here they are. Here's Tyler. So how do we respond to these moments, these moments of good news? Most of the time, I would say, if we smile to ourselves, maybe if it's really good, we go and tell someone about it. But then we move on. If this is our response, I feel that we're missing a very critical component. It is as if we are claiming these moments as our own, that we accomplished and brought them about. However, if we're going to acknowledge the sovereignty of God, that He has control over all things, then shouldn't He have a part in this too? Should we not rejoice in Him for what He has done for us? Here's Jonah. I think I get to stay up and play checkers again. Here's Mary. I celebrate successes and accomplishments very quietly. I thank God, usually repeatedly, including writing it in my journal, because I know that my success only comes through Him. And I'll tell a few people, but I don't celebrate in a significant way. And I think that's an area for me to grow in. I love to celebrate with others when it's their accomplishment, but I'm not a very good receiver, which means I'm the one that misses out. Scripture is filled with celebrations, and the Psalms tell us to celebrate and sing together. So I've got some work to do. Here's two-year-old grandson Noah. I want to movie. When we make time to look at the good things God is doing in our lives, we can't help but be thankful, be grateful, and make time to celebrate. After all, we don't want to keep moving and wish our lives away by wanting to get to the next thing, the next challenge, and the next goal. When we are faithful, the Lord will bless us, and for that, let's celebrate. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for the blessings you give us day in and day out. Thanks for our gifts, our opportunities, our health, our families, and our jobs. Father, for the many times where you bless us with little things, we are grateful and acknowledge you working in our lives. For the huge, major successes and accomplishments, we give you the glory and make time to celebrate in you, with you, and for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listeners, if you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, Your Best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.